Welcome to Vintage Burn. I'm Kev. Marco. And in this segment, we're getting into our metal talk. So I'm going to give it over to Marco and let him kick this bitch off. Yeah, man. The first thing I want to talk about is a couple days ago, it was a big, big day for metal. Uh, I did nothing but listen to metal that whole day. It was the 50th birthday of heavy metal. And what kickstarted that was Black Sabbath's self-titled record, which came out yep. February, what was it, 13th? Was that the date? Yep. yep. 1970. Yeah. And, uh, man, it was awesome, man. I started out with Black Sabbath, and it got into a mix, and then I started into The Priest. Even some Dawkin came on. Oh, it was Yeah, it was actually right. pretty good. Uh, it was at, uh, at uh, I forget the song now. Probably Dream Warriors. No, no, oh, it was The Chain, The two... Chain one. Breaking the Chain. Breaking Break, the yeah. Chain. But, yeah, man, big ups to that, man. Uh, it's 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 awesome because I've been, like, a lifelong heavy metal fan, and, and to see that it's gone 50 years, it's 10 years older than me, by the way. Uh... <laughs> Makes me feel kind of old, actually. <laughs> hey, but you know what? Thanks to you, it was funny. I was watching. There were a couple other uh, YouTube channels and stuff. They were talking about, you know, the the beginning of heavy metal and is Black Sabbath. Did they are the creators of heavy metal? And it goes back and forth between Sabbath and Priest. Surprisingly, a lot of bands out there still think Priest actually were the first to technically be considered heavy metal. But Sir Lord Baltimore came up as technically one of the... It, they were identified in a newspaper as the first heavy band. And, and that album came out... Was it, it was it's like a, 1970, same year. 69 or 70? I think it was 70. But I think, I think. You, I could be you're wrong. the one who showed me Sir Lord Baltimore. If yeah. you guys don't know that band, fucking check them yeah. out. Cool looking artwork. Was it uh, two records? Two albums, yeah. But the first one the first is one's magnificent, though. It's, yeah, it's a, man, it's, uh, it's a beast. They're, they're unfortunately a band that was only around, I think, f like five years or something. Yeah, like, they So they didn't it. have a long lifespan, but yeah, they were definitely influential. A lot of people say Montrose, too. Uh, uh, band Montrose, yeah. I've heard that. I've heard Blue Cheer. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of bands that I've heard, like, you but know. Sabbath, but Sabbath, let's face it. I think imagery, it's widely considered, yeah. Lyrically, guitar tone, and um, I'm sure Henry Rollins would support it. Like, basically... Black Sabbath, you know, Tony Iommi wrote every fucking metal riff that everyone copied since then, pretty much, doesn't matter what, what it is, so, I agree, I mean, regardless, I, I ended up, I sucked, I got sucked into the fucking ad advertising, I bought the 50 year anniversary Black Sabbath pint glass, it's the first, it's the album cover etched, it painted in black, all the way around, Oh, that's so cool. It's pretty sick. Looking. For just the first, just the first album. It's just the first album. It's the fiftieth anniversary, so they it was on the Black Sabbath website. It was forty eight bucks. It better be fucking sweet. It's I hand, hope it's it hand, is. Yeah. It's hand numbered on the bottom. Yeah, it's a hand pie glass. On the bottom. Forty eight dollars. But it's the fiftieth anniversary. It's like one of two hundred and fifty thousand. No, I don't know. I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know what the limit on it is. But I bought that, and it's it's cool because again, like you, you fill it up with a juicy IPA, and it's just a black. It's You're gonna use it. Fuck yeah, of course. I'm gonna drink out of that thing every time we podcast. Which but, variant is it? That's a big thing now. Variant. Yeah, it's variants. gonna be. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be like drinking out of the holy grail. And then I bought a shirt. It was a cool shirt. It's got. Um, it says Black Sabbath with a lightning bolt hitting it, and it's the old school logo. And then on the back, it's the lyrics to Black Sabbath, the song, mm. in a cross on your whole back. So that's kind of cool. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot. There's a lot about it, and it's, it, it's yeah. a big deal. It's exciting. 50 fucking years. 50 years, man. And so many good fucking albums, you know, in, in that meantime. It's just fucking crazy, man. Like, to think it's been around 50 fucking years. It's awesome. 
And, 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 you know, they started off here, say, and they went this way. I, mean, I know a lot of, like, Doom, the slower People bands. can't see or hear your hands. Doug is measuring yeah. his penis. <laughs> God damn it. We need a YouTube channel. It was here, and it went this way. We got one. The things I would say would make so much more sense if you could see me. I'm very... Uh, the dog keeps farting. <laughs> Popeye. Oh, man, that's brutal. Anyway, so... Dustin. He's like, here's to metal. <laughs> there's so many Doom bands. Like, if you listen to, like, Sleep, uh, Candlemass, a lot of them are just, I don't say recycled um, Black Sabbath riffs, but very heavily inspired. They, they look, all, they're they all, look, man. Yeah. I, think, I think, like, almost every metal riff is inspired by Black Sabbath. They, I mean, you go Symptom of the Universe. Dude, Children like, of the Grave. That, yeah, like proto-thrash to me. The Chug, right? And that's what I was getting at, even though a lot of... Speed that up, it's a thrash song. They kind of went straight up, but then it's... Dude, that's it. That's every thrash song. Then it kind of, like, spread out, spread out, spread out, spread out. Now, you know, 50 years later, we have a million subgenres, and it's kind of an awesome thing. Yeah, and it all stemmed from them, man. And that's why I big ups to Black Sabbath for writing that first album. And on another note, man, uh, very excited to hear that Dave Mustaine beat his throat cancer. Yes. And uh, they, they announced a tour. Yeah. And uh, in spite of this, I mean, they're touring right now with uh, Five Finger Death Blow Punch or whatever. <laughs> they suck. But Five uh, Finger Beat Wife. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, he's yeah. Is that what he does? Yeah, I don't know much it, about it. It's him. actually funny because the singer had a domestic against his wife at one point, mm -hmm. and then the drummer quit. And the drummer's now a cop, and I'm like, man, it'd be ironic if he's got to pick up his singer at some point for oh, domestic. Geez. Yeah, and the guitar player used to play like with Hannah Montana. Yeah, yeah, Hannah Montana. Yeah, he he wanted to be in the band after they got famous. He was yeah. like, yeah, I, I dude, call me when you guys have a guitar opening. He was in what that that uh, the original hired gun. You saw yeah. that right? The oh, hired yeah, gun yeah, documentary, yeah. which is pretty cool. It's funny because he's kind of a, he's a blowhard, Jason Hook. He's a he's a fucking yeah. He'll do whatever it takes. Look at his spiked hair, man. Yeah. Yeah. But it was funny because the first guitar player was from Wasp. Like, he was playing in Wasp for a while, and then he was just like, yeah, I'm not, not into this. And it's he's getting royalties from that first record, because that's the record that, like, blew them up, so... Oh, he, he was, a, like, he wasn't just a hired gun for Wasp, he was actually in Wasp? The the original the original guitar player of Five Finger Five was... Five Finger, yeah, the guy in Wasp. ...was yeah. from Wasp. He came over from... He's not the original Wasp guitar player. That dude's a fucking mess. Chris Holmes... Uh, yeah, I think it's Chris Holmes. Yeah, isn't yeah. that the dude that's in the... Uh, uh, that that documentary there? Yeah, the, dude, the he's a fucking mess, dude. And he's the one drinking in the pool. In the pool, the, uh, can't even oh, think straight. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like subtitles he's so hammered. Yeah, oh, yeah. chugging Talk about how depressed he is. yeah. Okay, but, that's uh, why I was curious, because I thought but that no, was But no, no, this, this dude was in Wasp later on, and then left to do, start this new venture, did the first record, and that's why I, the first record has awesome, like, 80s-sounding, like, metal riffs and shit, and then he left after, and he's like, yeah, I'm done, and then Jason Hook was like, oh, man, I want to, you know, I want to jump on this train, because it's left the station. <laughs> so anyway, they suck. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> so anyway, but we're going to talk about over 15 minutes, but they suck. <laughs> so Megadeth, which is uh, me and Kevin's favorite band, We by just the way. lost five subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> so I need to ask you guys a serious Megadeth Damon Stan question. Sure. How do we feel about the beard? I'm okay with it. He looks are cool. Distinguished. I, I, I like it. Yeah. I think he's needed to do this for years. Mm -hmm. I when he was young and he had those like the, the heroin cheeks and the, the hair. He was he was a good looking guy. <laughs> but then like he got a, older. He, he looks like drugs. a prune. He does not. He did not age well. He did not but, age well. But, well, he also beat the shit out of himself but, but, too. But the beard hides it all and looks mm -hmm. and makes mm -hmm. him look badass. I I like it. Okay, I'm glad you guys. I'm cool with it. Yeah, 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 I'm cool with it. And I mean, yeah, they are they're going out on the road with uh, what Lamb of God and uh, Lamb of God and Flames, and Flames which is interesting because Chris Broderick's going to be on that tour with them. Oh, you know, he booted Chris Broderick a few years back, so it, it's funny. You know, obviously they still have a good personal relationship. Oh, whoa, 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 
Yeah, oh. Chris Broderick's in In Flames. He is? Yeah, he's been in In Flames for like a year or so, yeah. He is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why they're starting to play older stuff again. Yeah, I think so. That could be the reason. Because If Flames why? is playing older stuff. Uh, just money, man. Money. Paycheck. I would say money. Paycheck, yeah. I mean, they, they do pretty well. I'm actually kind they of excited. They just hired a new dude, so that dude didn't work out. And I'm not Broderick sure. Was... I'm not sure how it went, but I know Broderick's in him now. And I know Broderick was supposed to play. He had his other band with Glenn Drover. I don't know if I forget. Active Defiance. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Active Defiance, yeah. yeah They're not doing shit. I don't know. Yeah, they... I mean, I think he's. they just weren't doing well. I mean, I think they're still like a My band. My opinion of Broderick is he's just a hired gun, but he's not good at writing his own material. We know, we know that. I mean, what's your Ferris Bueller... Um... Royalties wear off. You need to find a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Same guy, right? Broderick. <laughs> Matthew Broderick. That's who yeah. we're talking about. Um, uh, hey, speaking of doing well and 50 years, there's a lot of shit going on about Ozzy. Ozzy just recently put out a statement saying that he's going to beat his Parkinson's and he'll be back out. He's, he said he hasn't died yet from anything. He goes, you'll know I'm dead when I'm fucking dead. He, well, pulled, he pulled an Alex Trebek. Yeah, yeah. People are all like, oh, so don't believe well, anything people, out yeah. there. He's on his deathbed and we're going to lose Ozzy. No. But uh, I guess he was diagnosed with Parkinson's like years ago. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, you could tell. Glenn tipped yeah, him I mean, from fucking Judas Priest. And I still saw th- him play three songs. He's not doing great, but he still came out and played three tracks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we've come a long way in like that. Just like, who's the big one that has Parkinson's? Michael, Michael J. J. Fox. Fox yeah. You know, and I know what they knew 10, 15 years ago, what they know now, yeah. you know, now it's a little more manageable, a little more treatable. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, Ozzy will be back. I, I just feel like if you have a chance to go out and see Ozzy, he may not be what he was at one point. It's pretty good. But honestly, there. go fucking see Ozzy because we don't, the, here, here's the problem, right? People forget nothing lasts forever. We're not immortal. Even cold all of the in. great, all of the great bands that are still remaining, they're getting old and they're dying off. Fucking get out and see them while you can. Mm. Do it because you will regret it. You will regret it. I regret not going to see Typo Negative. We lost Peter Steele. I got fucked in that. I still think about that. That I fucked. I could. I could have gone a million times, and I was like, oh, I'll go later. I'll yeah, go later. For me, it's death. I wish Same. I got to see Death. Well, they played in Peabody. Death. They, they played in Saugus. In Saugus. Saugus. Which you, is right, like, you, 10 minutes from my house. And you missed it. And I didn't go. And it was in 98, so I was well... Because you were like, I'll go see them... Next time. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah. And I so, bet Seth Dunrover was there. Because I remember there was, a, there was a, a store, actually, a record shop called uh, Rocket Records. And I remember going in there, actually, to buy a Warzone record, a hardcore band, and uh, which I'll bring up again in a little bit. But... Um, and I saw the ticket. They had, like, tickets they sold there. Like, Strawberries used to. Uh, like, which is a local record store, too. Uh, they used to sell tickets. But they had tickets to a place called... I forget what it was called, but it had, like, a Russian name. And it was, like, a venue that lasted maybe three months. And they had death tickets there. And it was on the, like, symbolic era, pretty much. It was coming off. It was, like, 97, 98. And, uh, man, and I fucking was like, oh, I don't know if I can go, you know, want to go or whatever. I don't even know what I was thinking. I should have just fucking bought tickets and went. And I missed that whole fucking Doug show. Doug invited me to, I don't know how many shows where yeah. I was like, no, no, I'm not going to do it this time. And I, reg- I just, yeah, you have regrets. So that was, if you can, just do yourself a favor. If you can afford to go, because that's the other thing. Shows are not cheap, but just go. Is there some of your favorite bands going? Mm-hmm. I don't care what the excuse is. It's a Monday, a Tuesday. Fucking go see them, because guess what? We're human. You don't know when the next time that band that you want to see is going to be gone. Yeah. Or I'm when so, you're going to be gone. Yourself. And when you're going to be gone, yeah. Take, yeah. take advantage of it. If you, if you can, get it. You guys went. Thank I Christ wish Kevin I went. There. Yeah. What yeah. a fucking show, man. Why play around? I don't know why they don't... Bob Mayo's always posting like, Oh, remember the show in 1980? Remember the show? Like, dude, just... 
Just reform. Like for ten, like just one show again. Yeah, do it's, it's been what, ten years since that orgasm. Almost, Everybody yeah, needs to listen to Why Play Around, just that record. Yeah, though. that's a great Everything record. else can be disregarded. Yeah. yeah. But they're local boys from Stoughton. Mm-hmm. You know, Massachusetts. We don't, but them and Malaya Rage were the bigger two we had in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. More yeah. huge. Yep. I mean Kill to Survive. Yeah. You know, we didn't have many here. And that's right. a great even if that was a boy Arna from Godsmack on drums. That's true. Yeah, that Malaya was like Rage later Malaya Rage, yeah. Oh, that was, was yeah, he was only in the band for a couple of years, right before Godsmack. Yeah. Hey, oh really? They were good. Like I think he was on uh, Mastermind. There was one album that he was on that actually really. Yeah, liked. it was it, yeah. But um Yeah, so there's there's Beats Motel. Beats Motel. So how was uh you, you guys went on the seventy K cruise? Seventy thousand tens of yeah, seventy thousand tons. What were your highlights? What were the highlights for you guys? Like, if you could sum it up instead of talking about it for like two hours, what? No, I mean, I I I don't even remember it, man. This was a month ago now. Um, honestly, my highlights, like band wise, are probably. Let me see if I can even think of this now, man. Like campfire. Um, violence definitely was up there. They're one of those bands that we never thought we would see. Um. Violence killed it. I know Possessed. Um, they were great. Yeah, they they killed it both sets. And they're one of those bands that now they're starting to play a lot. But back in the day, last time we saw them was on Barge to yeah, Hell. Yeah, 2012. Yeah. which is another cruise, by the way. Another cruise. Yep. Yeah. And you know they they're one of those ones, and now they're doing like a little mini tour and stuff with Pestilence. But mm-hmm. you know they're the one of those bands you would never really see. I don't know why. The, you know why now? Yeah. Maybe. My my other highlight was that strawberry frozen drink. Uh, mixed with the pina colada. That was another highlight to that thing. That dude put so much booze in it. Tip him a couple bucks and they hook you up. Yeah. Man, that was good. But I, no, nah, man, the highlight too was seeing uh, my friend Mary. I haven't seen her in a long time, you know, and, and countless other friends, you know. Because uh, I've gone, this is like my sixth time going. So, um, man, it was just fun to be back. It, it was a three year absence for me. And Doug, it was almost like five for you, right? Five, yeah. Five, yeah. 2015 was my last. Yeah. So, I mean, it, just being back on that boat was fantastic. It's something that I want Kevin to do, but I don't know if he'll ever be able to. Uh, no, honestly, I, I think if, depending on where I'm at next year, I'd, I, w- I would like to do 70K next year. Hey, maybe we can actually start I hitting forgot, them. Dude, we I, could start hitting them up for press passes. If, if I would have known, <laughs> I would have, I would have gone with you guys this year. I forget. I just, you guys already had a plan. I just didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. I would have fucking gone. I'm like, I, I was telling Lauren the whole time, I'm like, I regret not doing it. I just, I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. I was jealous the whole time. I'm like, oh, <laughs> look, they're having fun. And I'm not. So, <laughs> is it every January? Uh, January, February. Uh, it was February the last few years. It was January the first few okay, years. Okay. Right. So, so, I mean, well, it, hey, it's in the first good, two months. Good yeah. birthday to myself. And yeah. Then, yeah. So... Yeah, man, it was awesome. I mean, I really, honestly, like, it was, it was it's kind of, it was a month ago, so I kind of forget. <laughs> well, I, like Marco was saying, after all, the bands are great. You know, there's a lot of great shows. There's a lot going on all yeah. the time. But once you go and you, you meet up with your friends, you look forward more to the, the meetings um, that, you know, I haven't seen you in years. There's a lot mm-hmm. of people, there's people that come from all around the world as well as all around the country. That you don't don't get to see every day. You know, there's people on the East Coast you might like, hey, we're, we'll see in New York for a show. But yeah. there's people that come from, I know there's a huge, Marco knows a lot of the Denver crew. There's like the Cali crew. There's people come from all over. Yeah, man, and foreign. I mean, like people come from Australia. There's a lot of Australians I know as well. Mm-hmm. Like that's a good thing, like about this cruise too. I've made so many friends. Like I uh, last time I went to Europe, I went for a month. And I must have met up with about five cruisers in their respected cities. You know, I remember this guy, Mike, from uh, Vienna, Austria. He found out we were coming to Vienna. We put it out on oh, Facebook. Nice He's cool. like, yeah. oh, I'll show you guys around. 
And he took us to these local spots. We ate fucking local schnitzel. See, that shit. And had just, local beers. Awesome, you know, man. we weren't doing the touristy that's stuff. Cool, even though I had to see stuff because I'm a World War II, uh, II enthusiast. I had to see like where. I Hit- thought you were going to say veteran. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> wow, all right. No, I would say enthusiast. But uh, like where Hitler made a speech, you know, like that's to see that building. Cool. And it's funny because he didn't even mention it. I'm like, dude, that's where Hitler made a speech because I've seen it like so many fucking yeah. documentaries. I'm like, wow, we're like right that, here. That's cool, yeah. And it was history, cool to see man. stuff like that. Like uh, the same trip, I actually ended up going to Auschwitz, which was also, you know, crazy. But, yeah, yeah, sure. But uh, but in general, man, it, it's cool. It, the, the cruise has opened me up to so much. And like even around the country, like I have places to stay in Denver, Florida, New York, Maine, Canada. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, just, it's yep. just awesome. Finland. I can go to Finland and stay in like 12 different places. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Like the connections wow. you make. And I think that's that's the main reason I like going on the cruise for me. Yeah. You know, the bands are great. There's a lot yeah. of good shows. They they do bring in some bands that don't normally play the states, which um, is nice. Yeah. So like Campfire, like Campfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last time we saw them was on Barge to Hell as well. Mm-hmm. The other crews, you know, they don't normally play. No, yeah. they, they draw them. I mean, in they've done they, a few tours in the U.S., but they don't. They, it's very few, far between. Yeah, I mean, then you got like uh, like Whiplash. Then you, get, then you get your staples, the ones you. How's I don't know the, when it's going to be the last. How's show. the food at Nico McBrain's barbecue joint? It's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, it's not like the top notch. Uh... Is it really just for the nostalgia of you're in Nico McBrain's oh, barbecue yeah. joint? There's I, all sorts I, of like memorabilia shit. Oh, yeah. Around. Yeah. 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 Uh, so in, in general, that's, I think, what makes it really fun. And is, you can get all their beer, too. And so a lot of times, Nico's there. Unfortunately, in the few times I've been there, he's never he hasn't oh. been there. What about the sock? What about the sake beer? How was that? It was good. It was good. It was I mean, I, I didn't beer. think it was like the greatest thing on the planet, but it, it was fine. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was better than most cheap beer or whatever, you know? It's more like for the, the novelty of it all, you yeah, know? It's all like, of course, yeah. I can't say shit about the food because I get the veggie burger, but it's always very good. <laughs> no, the, no, no, the food is good. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's not, not Uncle bad. Pate's. But, like, I've had better barbecue. <laughs> you know, I've had much yeah, better yeah, barbecue. Yeah, yeah. I, I lived in Georgia. So and, it's just, you know, yeah, traveled it's, it's never going to not do good because it's Iron Maiden's name stamped on no, it. No, but the food is good. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's bad, but uh, it's not, like, top-notch. It's good, though. It's better than barbecue you'll find up here. All right, Nico, when you retire, work on that shit. All right, the we funny, want top-notch barbecue. The funny thing is, when you're leaving and you look around, like, these aren't metalheads. Those aren't metalheads. They're just fat and they like barbecue. They're just yeah, fat and they like barbecue. Yeah, you, like, you know, so it's not like it's just, like, a metalhead metropolis. Like, there's the locals like it. So it must have some... Appeal. Definitely yeah, well. yeah. And it's called Rock and Roll Ribs, and it's in Coral Springs, Florida. If you guys ever want to visit Nico McBrain from Iron Maiden's rib the, joint. There are some pictures on the Insta and Facebook page of some of the Maiden stuff we, we took while we were there. So what else? What it's, uh, uh, you wanted to get into some, some uh, best albums of the decades? Yeah, in a minute. I just want to actually do this now. Cause, uh, uh, right. you know, yep. Marco Downer? Yeah, Downing, down apart. Uh, this month, or this last like month and a half, has been a real rough month in the music industry. It's, uh, you know, metal, like rock, rock industry. Metal for sure. Uh, for like deaths, man. And uh, it's it's insane, like how many people have passed. And how do you say his name? You can, you can R.I.P. Dude, for drummers in general, it's yeah. fucked up, you know. Uh, Neil Peart of Rush. I think everybody knows that. That mm-hmm. was just, that blew up. And he was a very private guy. On, uh, you know, like I listen to Eddie Trunk. Eddie Trunk's always talking about how he was like one of the only people to actually interview him and this, that, and the other thing. But yeah, it's always been Peart, so don't fuck it up. It's not Pert, it's Peart. And um, the dude's dead, so respect him, honor him. But you know what? Speaking of metal and the, tr- the transition to metal, that motherfucker was the gateway for technical progressive metal. Yeah, of course. You know, for, Rush was always, I'm like, are they rock? Are they metal? I don't know. I don't, I, I can never, I never, I can never tell. And I'm a huge Rush fan myself. And I, I never know that those guys, 
don't get enough credit. You know, I mean, I know they got a massive following, and there are people who are like just rush heads, but they still don't get a lot of credit for also bridging the gap in rock and metal. Yeah, but the thing is, if you're really deeply into the rock and even metal genre, like, you know who Rush is. Yeah. Everybody knows yeah. who Rush is, if you're into it. I mean, maybe casual fans. I know a lot of females don't know who Rush is. Yeah. They don't have a lot of female fans. I know, I, that's what I've always heard. I never got to see Rush that's live. too. You would think, I mean, because, yeah. you know, Getty's, Getty's voice is pretty universal. I mean... Yeah, it's, it's like, as uh, Lost in Vegas says, it's like a Disney voice. It's a Disney he voice. He could sing on Disney tunes. He could. You know, that's <laughs> what they say all the time. That's, that's awesome. Very happy. Very happy. I did listen to Permanent Waves when I found out he died, which is my Fucking favorite Rush Permanent record. Waves, yeah, it's dude. my favorite Rush no, record. Oh, man, so good. We might have to put on some Rush. Out, I we'll do that. Dude, yeah. We'll do that. And, uh, uh, you know, leading into that, I mean, probably somebody that was heavily influenced by him, I would think, that also passed was Sean, Sean Reiner. Yeah, man. Uh, who played in Death and uh, oh, his band Cynic. Cynic. Yeah, he played in on Human, Death Human, yeah. Uh, oh and God, he changed incredible jazz drummer. Incredible. Yeah, he, he changed. Him. Yeah, he changed death metal drumming. Changed death. Mm-hmm. He, they, yeah, him, him and Paul Masvidal together just changed it. Yeah, yeah. They, they helped they, change Chuck, and Chuck was like, "Fuck, man, I got something great. I'm gonna use you guys for one record." But yeah, you I mean you can hear like even Chuck kind of going that way on spiritual. I think they just helped him put oh, it yeah, over yeah, the top. Yeah, they you know. Him. They, he definitely had some songs in Spiritual Healing. You could see it kind of going that yeah, way. Yeah, uh, for sure. But Reiner, definitely. Man, I actually listened to that album last night and that performance on there. You know, that's what I focused on. I actually turned the bass up so I could really hear the drums. There's is just it those, Vacant oh, Planets? There's, is it Vacant Planets yeah. that's on that? Man, yep, yep, that yep. just, the drumming and everything. Yeah, it's just The whole awesome. album. It's just, I, I remember when first hearing the human for the first time. Brutal. And like, I'm like, I've never heard drumming yeah. like this. You know, it's not just fast, not no. super heavy. It's the fills, like the... So Chuck's, Death Metal... Dude, death in general, they they just took death metal to another level. Yeah, they're always kind of like he was always he was always ahead of everybody. The pioneer. He wanted to. I mean, that was the thing. He knew he wanted to be ahead of everybody else. And he was. He he definitely was. I mean, he he moved like it's funny because they were like a death thrash outfit. Yeah. And then by the end, he was a full on progressive death like technical. I was gonna say a really assholey thing, but I'm not gonna. (laughs) What? No. (laughs) Leave it be. Leave it be. Yeah, it's not. It's not appropriate. Um. Maybe off there, but still. Mm. still. Um, and another thing with Sean Reiner. Reiner? Reinhardt. Reinhardt, Reinhard, yeah. yeah. I've heard it. I've heard Reinhard. it. I say Reiner. 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 Yeah, because it's Reinhard. ERT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so. Reiner. All right, Reiner. well, whatever. Um, uh, being a, a gay man. Um, oh, the organ thing. Yeah, yeah. that kind of really threw me for a loop. Did you hear about that? No. So um, his husband posted a big thing how he was he's like, on top of losing my husband, who's an organ donor. His organs can't be used for anything because he was... He's a gay man. Because he's gay. Mm-hmm. And I know the same thing with... um, When you donate blood, they ask a lot of the same questions, mm-hmm. too, and they try to trick you. Like, Why are they afraid of HIV infection? Yeah, I but, think that's what it, it probably started as, and it's probably one of those things you just never cusp, looked... I thought we were on the cusp of, like, literally having... It's it's pretty much there, but it's it's they want to yeah, be able to make the most a money. Cure for yeah. HIV. Again, I think it's we're just one of those cure for HIV. archaic old rules that yeah. just needs to be re... You know, looked at again. You know, like we have blood re-thought. tests that'll tell you in probably right. twenty seconds. seconds. You know, you yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. but it's just it blows my sad. mind. I, I remember years ago when so, I used, when I used to donate. Sorry, when I used to donate blood to the blood drive and stuff, you would have to fill out this questionnaire, and they like I said, they try to trick you yeah. into having gay sex or admitting that you had gay sex. So like, have you had anal sex in uh, the United States in the past six months? And you're like, no. Or like, have you had it in the past six months? It's like no. And then it's like, have you had it outside of the states in the past six months? So they're trying to like. Have you had it with someone that has a dong, just like you? Aha, we got you. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I mean, you can a still have anal sex with your partner who's not. 
That's of, true. Is of the opposite. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's it's like Marco said. It's one of those things that probably back in the we day we all slip in the dark. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about a couple centimeters. Yeah, I've gotten that a couple I mean, times. You know? <laughs> Come on. So yeah, technically we've all had anal sex. Technically, we all slip. Even if, if you're if you are heterosexual, you have second. all we have all admitted. You're all liars. You're all fucking liars. You've uh, all had a slip. Stop it. You always get the oh wrong oh, hole. Man. All right. So. You're a virgin? Yeah. That's my belly button. Sean Reinhardt, man. Yeah. R.I.P., dude. R.I.P. And another yeah, one, uh, real quick, didn't get a lot of love. Not really a metal drummer, but for me, he was big because he was in a band called Warzone, which is actually one of my favorite bands of all time. They're a hardcore band from New York. And uh, Vinny Value also passed away. Uh, he was in a band called No Redeem and Social Value. I know these guys don't really know much about that, so I'm not going to really matter, talk though. about it. You know it. what? It's great that yeah. your br- his name is 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 recognized and that's what matters man yeah man then he was big warzone was a big band for me uh still to this day one of my most listened to bands uh i you know oh. listen to a general um, hmm. i still listen to don't forget the struggle don't forget the streets even though i don't think he was actually on that album he was on later records but still you know he was in the band when i saw them live in 96 before their singer died and that ended them unfortunately so uh rest in peace to them uh and also my last one uh another one big the biggest one for me was uh reed mullet uh, from Corrosion to Conformity. Um, I got to meet Reed uh, several occasions. A good friend of mine from the cruise, Janet, uh, actually knows him. She actually played bass with them on the cruise with COC. They invited her on stage to play a punk song with them, like a cover. That's cool. And uh, last time they played Providence, uh, she got me in the, the show, and uh, he was there, and he just hung out with us the whole time. He's a super sweet guy, great stories. Uh, I think anybody that's ever met him... Uh, would say he's one of the you know best people in the music industry and uh no big rest in peace to him i mean he for me hit the hardest just because well, i've actually met the guy yeah it's and, got a, you he's know. got a personal touch you know, yeah, you yeah. Out with him, you've listened to his stories you yeah you know you're not just reading about him on paper like you met him in the flesh yeah, yeah. and it, it's just you know rest in peace to him man i mean that band too was very like big for me too you know going in uh, the mid 90s what especially. are they gonna do now are they gonna replace him oh or... he's been replaced he hasn't been in the band in like two years because okay. he had some personal issues i don't really okay. want to get into it but he's had some personal issues right, uh, yeah, that so they had to relieve him that's the hard part it's like we know rush now is done um, Sean Reinhardt, I mean, I don't think we were ever going to anticipate seeing anything from Cynic again. I know Cynic did festivals and shit, but they're done. that's done. Yeah, well, it's, I saw done. Cynic uh, in, I think, one of their last tours. Like, it was on t- the 2014 cruise. They played, it was them and Death to All. They're done, mm. but they're So done. they did double yeah. duty. Yeah, oh, they've been done, yeah. yeah. Him and Paul had a falling out, so. There was um one more, wasn't, didn't the dude from DRI pass away, one of the old Oh, that's guitarists? right, the bass player. Yeah, bass player. Uh, I forget his name, though. I wish I did uh, yeah, cut I, that down. I forget. Uh, Paul, I think, something, I can't remember. Yeah, it just popped in my head. I should have But he did die, uh, yeah, yeah, he passed away, too. So rest in peace to him. I think he was a, I think, original player, maybe? Wait, or who? Like, early, who? Original, yeah. uh, the, the original bass player of, I think it was the original bass player of DRI. I'm going to look it up while, while you guys uh, riff a bit. Yeah, so lot, lot, and this is all within the past month. Dude, it's been it's been tough for metal. It's funny we hit fifty years, but it's been like a massive wave of deaths in the metal community, and, and three, it sucks. Three drummers, but it, you two, know what's three. what's cool is that we talk about it, we share the knowledge of it, and it just keeps it just keeps the metal flowing. You know, I mean that's that's the whole point. So these people put a mark, um, you know, on the history of metal in some way, shape, or form, even though they're not recognized massively, you know, from a shitty American pop culture. Um, you know, it's it, th- these are the things that these artists put a lot of time and effort and sacrifice their lives to travel and play for all of us, and 
I think that's the main thing is we all need to to recognize and kind of leads me into j- just like the whole thought and concept around people giving artists shit for wanting to make money for meet and greets or wanting to make money for anything. That's what they fucking do. They have to make money. If they want to sell you a pair of drumsticks for 50 bucks signed, who gives a shit? You don't have to you don't have to buy them if you don't want to buy them, but you have to understand these people this is what they're doing to make money. And then you want them to make a record every fucking year cuz you want something new, but you don't realize that this is their livelihood. They have to take time to go into a studio. They have to take time to pay for the record. They have to take time to pay for materials, all this shit. And all we do as people who consume is go, I want more, I want more, I want more. But these people are fucking making sacrifices to give us the platforms and the the media to be able to listen to stuff. So don't be so harsh on social media when you're like, oh, I'm not fucking paying for that. Or I think you're just trying to make a buck. Well, yeah, that's how they get paid. You go to work every day and you listen to music the artists need to find a way to make money too. So that's part of it. You know, like, you know, they're not, none of these guys are Metallica. Let's, let's remember that these people are not Metallica making millions, just sitting on their ass, not even having to play everybody. They're all out there struggling now. It's a completely different world from what it was into the nineties through, uh, in, in prior to that, you know, it's, it's been a decline. So try to support artists. If they have stuff, if they're selling shit, don't give them shit for it. Buy something or don't say anything at all. Yeah, and uh, just to get back to the DRI, it was Josh Pappy or Pap, P A P P E. I'm not really sure how to say it. Huh. Uh, he played on Crossover and Four of a Kind, which were two of their big records. Crossover is probably their biggest record Cross- of all yeah, time, definitely. you know, if, if I had to guess. So he definitely he had a big influence on that band. I mean, uh, it, it's just crazy. Uh, anyway, that was uh, our death segment. Hopefully, we don't have to do that one too often. Yeah. Not really my uh, favorite thing to talk no, about. No, not every month. We don't. No, no. Once not in a while, five. it's fine. But yeah. I mean, man, uh, it was it was a crazy month. I mean, some big losses in the in the industry, especially for drummers sure. like Kevin. Three, now, that's, that's three, three, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, three drummers. And they were the and they were like right in a row. The drummers you know, they always say death comes in threes. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you get three drummers that pass yeah. right in a row. Yeah, right in a row. It's kind, it's kind of, of wild. Yep. Uh, now, what Kevin mentioned earlier, I was, uh, you know, thinking of things we could talk about, and, uh, I was trying to figure out a, you know, a fun way to talk about, like, favorite records, since it's, it is the 50th anniversary of metal, uh, or birthday, whatever you want to call it, same thing, I guess, but, um... Are we starting with the 70s? Yeah, man, I wanted to do, like, favorite record of the decade, and maybe why, you know, like, something about the record, why it's big on you, and obviously, like, it might not be, like, the most known record to people, but it... it Everything has an influence on every individual, man. So I want to hear like why the record was probably your favorite uh, from that period. You know what I mean? So let's start with the seventies. Who wants to go first? Doug, you go. All right, All right I'll jump in. Um, so when we first talked about this, I thought we were gonna do like a definitive, not necessarily my favorite, but definitely a definitive um, from the seventies, which is fine too. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think kinda... it's gonna be. We're when we all say favorite, we're gonna have like twenty favorites, so it's hard. Yeah, to just, yeah. you know, just something that I think did something for the genre in that decade. That's fine, and that's why I kind of I did it a little different. I did it personal. Yeah, much, but go ahead. Okay, so it's cool. We're doing it all different. Because I kind of wrote. Yeah, so that's fine. So obviously, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. And that's why we're talking about this. Mm-hmm. But I think Rainbow Rising. 
Um, Ooh, I think choice, you prick. That was a top three one for me. Okay, top three. That yeah. and then you know I did have JP on there too, a little Judas Priest. But, yeah. I, I, but I think Rainbow that was also in the top three. <laughs> I, I just think what Rainbow did. I mean, think think about Dio in general, just what he did. He he wasn't in one great band. He wasn't in two great bands. He was in three great bands. You know. Yeah, yeah. And he he did a lot for just metal in general, and especially going way back. It's not like he just blew up and he did three bands in the nineties. Like mm-hmm. he's his career spanned almost as long as metal's been around. Pretty much, yeah. I so, mean, I would have to say it's pretty much right at the beginning. I mean, yeah, Elf was it, early was a 70s. very good one. I was, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to slap uh, <clears throat> Rainbow Rising out there as is probably one of the more definitive besides Black Sabbath. Black awesome, Sabbath man. That's 70s. a great choice, Kevin. Uh, for seventies, I I'm gonna go Priest because I was thinking I hate you. I was thinking Rainbow. Um, but yeah, I would say Judas Priest. Man, there's too many records to pick from. But I, you know. I'd go with Sin After Sin. See, yeah, see, that's the difference between me and you. I'd go with Sad Wings myself. Would you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Sad Wings a little bit. I could just only... right from the start. Yeah, man. I just, I just for me. But they're both excellent records. There's no wrong answer there. Nobody likes in my opinion. Yeah, but no, dude. I no, no. You know what though? I I love Rock and Rolla too, dude. Rock mm. and Rolla is that, that's their first record. People forget about that. They think Sad Wings is the first record. That's true. And Rock and Rolla came out what like seventy four. Sad Wings was I think seventy six. Sin After Sin and Sad Wings I think came out the same year. Really? I think so. Or like Sin After Sin was like the year after. That's back when they like bands used to literally release record after record after record after well, record. Back then, like the cost of, not not to get into like economics and all that shit, but like inflation and this now. Back then, everything was cheaper. Like you could you could take a month off from mm-hmm. work. You know, it's so, not, now it's like if I don't work, you know. So the cool part about that record was they did a really good Joan Baez cover, Diamonds and Rust, yeah. which has just followed them forever. You know, and for them to take a folk song and just fucking turn it into gold you know yeah. they've also, done that a few times yeah um, Green Man Alishi yes yeah. um, Fleetwood Mac yeah Fleetwood Mac <laughs> Green Man Alishi I mean th- these guys they've always been able to take covers and make them their own and people people love it better than you but better than is just, also a cover too mm-hmm. I don't remember who I forget who does it yeah, yeah but that one yeah. that one surprised I, me I didn't know that yeah mm-hmm. And then they've been covered a lot as and well then got, and then the government tried to put them away in prison for that song too for which one better by uh Better by you, better than me. The lyrics from that song. Why? Don't you remember Judas Priest's whole case in the eighties? They were almost put away because yeah, the they were killed, one of the bands. Yeah, this oh, kid with, like, killed somebody off, yeah. and then killed himself, and they were like, "Oh, it's because the Judas." The kid wrote in a suicide note because of Judas Priest, and so they had to go through this whole court case. They could have like, been almost, like, it's not even it almost crippled the band. Wow! Like that's that's when Helford basically it was the late eighties, and that's when Helford was already thinking about quitting Priest. Because of that, he was like, it already started. He was like, this is just fucking too much. I need a break. Then they, then they, they put out the fucking best priest record of all time, and then he left after that. But I mean, there was, it was just kind of that. That's what started his decline. Of he was just like, this is too much mentally. It's taxing. It made for a great sacred rice song, though. <laughs> but yeah, for me, sin after sin started them to get. At that time. Nobody in the late seventies was doing the speed that Priest was doing. Absolutely, nineteen seventy-seven. There, nobody was doing it. That's the truth. And my pick uh, is going to be Black Sabbath. Man, it's going to be Master of Reality. Oh, Ooh. fucking great choice. Um, just because honestly, it's my favorite record by them. It's been my favorite record by them. It's got probably three of my favorite top ten Black Sabbath songs of all time. Uh, I think Lord of This World is one of the biggest inspirations for Doom. Oh. I think Into the Void is just one of the best metal songs ever yeah. written. And yeah. Children of the Grave. Come on. What 
Yeah. What more do I have to say? Children of the Grave might be that riff their we've best already song. talked about. Yeah, man. we already that did. Is we the already thrash riff of every. It was the proto thrash riff. riff, and that's what I liked about that album. I think that they, that's where they were like a little more even solitude. You know, Dude, solitude. All I was gonna say they, they, uh, they, could, they could bring it. And then they could slow down mm-hmm. and fucking oh, solitude's amazing. It's an amazing song, and they put it right in the middle of like some great songs, some slappers, as they say these some, days. Uh, what's it? Solitude right into is it um after it, forever? No, into the void. Into the void. Oh, into the void. Yeah, yeah, because I'm pretty sure because uh, after forever is the second song on the album. Okay, maybe yeah. it's the other way around then. Yeah, uh, it could be. I can't remember. Yeah, I listened to it yesterday too. I should know. Uh, but awesome man freaking uh, fantastic record uh, my favorite Sabbath record forever in a day and then my second Heaven in Hell by the way but hmm. oh. is it really oh yeah man I love that fucking uh, record okay. honorable mention I would say like Highway Star and like what Deep Purple oh, did oh Machine Head yeah Machine Head yeah that's a good one I actually uh, that was in like my probably top 10 and uh, Kevin already mentioned another honorable mention and I can't remember the name of the album so excuse me but like Sir Lord Baltimore's first record if yeah. that is indeed metal that's got to be up there. And I don't know, actually, it might have come out in 69, but whatever, I'm going to count it anyway. Yeah, you guys got to check out yeah. Sir Lord yeah. of Baltimore. It's a really, the first record, very, very, very awesome, heavy doom record. It's great. That brings yeah. us to the 80s, man. It's the 80s. This is like the, the this actually kind of like the main event. Because like, this is when it it started to spiderweb in a hundred different ways, yeah. depending on... So, yeah. I'll go first on this one, man, because uh, I just got some thoughts that came into my head. Like, I, I this was the hardest for me. The debate was crazy. Like... Do I go with, like, uh, Kill Em All or Peace of Mind because those are the two albums that really jump-started metal for me? Or do I go with an album that influenced everything I fucking listen to to this day? So I decided to do the latter. So I went with Slayer, Hell Awaits. You son of a bitch. Is that yours? <laughs> that was one of them. I had three. That, yeah, was, yeah. that was, like, the top one. Yeah, so, all three, Slayer. So, <laughs> yeah, so all three too. Honestly, Slayer, Hell Awaits, to me, influenced death metal. And I think it brought thrash in a whole different direction. If you had to say that Slayer had a semi-progressive record, not to say it's progressive, but semi-progressive, yeah. Yeah. that would be the album that they actually yeah. played, like these awesome riffs, like Kill Again, like almost black metal-y. And the bass lines, too. The bass lines. Holy on, uh, shit. I mean, that album to me, like to this now, uh, like when I was younger, I probably listened to Salt of Heaven and, and Seasons of the Abyss and Rain of Blood and even Show No Mercy, I probably listened to more than Hell Awaits. But... Now that I'm older and wiser, that has become my favorite record. I listen to that record actually probably a hundred times more than any other record by them. Uh, my probably my favorite thrash record to now. Now it never wasn't for a long time, but in the last three four years, it's really jumped. You know, jumped up. Wow. Uh, so right there, I think honestly, like we're dealing with possibly top like five total record, probably favorite thrash record. And incredibly underrated. Incredible, criminally Crim- underrated. Yeah. And uh, man fucking love that right everyone jumps right over it they're like yeah show no mercy and then haunting the chapel and you know right into rain and yeah you know it and just I, it got skipped over but in 85 that was relatively early yeah and possessed came out the same year i think it was a little later uh and like death came out the like the year or two later and i think death really like took like scream bloody gore i think was just a direct inspiration from a lot but they of already had mantis weeks. so they get earlier recognition <laughs> earlier cred they did. earlier cred Slayer was around well then possessed yeah I yeah wasn't it 87 yeah. wasn't scream bloody gore 87 87 yeah possessed seven churches was 85 but Manch- 85. It, mantis wasn't even they it was all demo-y shit it wasn't and really. it was all garbage sounding if you we could get it. we could get you could really everybody could you know well this band started this yeah 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 they, they, they didn't re- let's just call it by what was their first record that people knew like yeah. mainstream record, not even mainstream, just first fucking full length record. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. The eighties were and for you, Douglas. That's that's a tough one. Well, Hello Waits is definitely one. Like I said, not just favorite album, but like um, 
I think it was very important for the genre. Right. It was it was very important for the um, genre, right, in my opinion. I'm gonna go with uh, probably P cells and Creator Endless Pain. No, you can't do two. I just did. You got one. <laughs> Fine. Pick it. P cells. P cells. Yeah. You fucking. That bastard. was in my top five. I fucking hate you guys. You're gonna make me think outside of the damn box. <laughs> oh, that's the one you were gonna go with. Easy. I haven't even thought about. I'm, I'm thinking on the fly. Yeah. All right. I already know mine, so it's fine. Uh, so I think just what P cells was doing at its time was far ahead of its time as oh, far yeah. as the jazz inspiration. Uh, Gar Samuelson. Yeah. Dude, Gar Samuelson on drums. Yeah. Um, he was just doing shit that just. Ugh. And Chris Poland too. And man. Chris Poland, you're right. Chris Poland was. They just found that perfect mix, and I know we we've talked about this a lot before, but just that perfect mix of metal, and jazz, and it just it did something that, and and a lot of people I don't know why they don't know that I mean even for again we were talking about eighty five and that eighty five was like the year of things started to go different directions for a couple bands, fucking killing was out in eighty five you know and mm-hmm. and that tape even even was mixing in eighty four in the in the in the underground circuit and like. I remember watching a documentary where Scott Ian got a hold of in '84 Dave's tape, and he was just like, "What the fuck is this?" He just wanted to be faster. That was what it was yeah. all about on that album. Fast and but some man, I mean, you could hear you could hear the jazz influence mm-hmm. from both Gar and Chris, and they were just they 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 just blew it out of the water, man, with the first two records, you know. But of course, Peace Cells was the major debut. It was '86, and they just they crushed it with that. And uh, again, that's actually like you know top five record for me. Uh, I had a feeling somebody was going to bring it up, so of I kept course. it off of that one because Megadeth. That's one and, of my favorite records. And the other too, part so. that we all love is artwork. Mm-hmm. I feel Great like artwork, that yeah. album defines that perfect combination of music and art. I mean, yeah, we could go back to the seventies. I'm just saying, in metal in general, in metal, yeah, metal the artwork, skull, the representation of of dystopian fucking worlds and shit i mean um, definitely pulling from iron maiden's influence though 100 percent. yeah i mean iron maiden 100%. is the definitive album cover band no that's true but as Derek far Riggs. Mm-hmm. but as far as um you know repka took took kind of what the album was about and kind sure of, they're political and that's like the quintessential thrash look, like artwork is yeah. because of repka there's of bands course. even till as of late, that have a very similar vibe, you sure. know. They, they, that was kind of one of those. If first we were things. to talk about, we should do that. We should do a mascot talk someday. That would be fucking yeah, sick. Could do that but on our next but Riggs Riggs gets hands down the credit for mascots. He started the mascot wave, but let's not go into that because we'll ruin it. What about yeah. Motorhead? All right, yeah, we'll. we'll, we'll <clears throat> what about Motorhead? How about you, Kev? Fuck you and Mo. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> um, I would say. All right, I'm gonna throw in Testament New Order. Okay. That's right. a, a brilliant you know record. What? That's my favorite Testament record. Yeah, dude, because the the combination of just amazing thrash with the so the thing with Testament was yeah they're not original they didn't start in the early eighties like everyone else but it was the perfect combination of Megadeth's lead section mixed with the vocals of Metallica and the fast drumming of just that general thrash you know Lou Clemente wasn't the greatest drummer. But he was the terrible he, drummer, actually. Donald. <laughs> Why did he get out of selling art? Out of the trade. Yeah, yeah, he got out of the trade at the right time. But 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 the drumming for what for the time period was, was ex- fine. Yeah, was solid. It was solid, and he could drum just as good as Lars. He was up there, man. They were on the same scale. He wasn't Lombardo, but he was Lars. Yeah, sure. He was Lars. Even though Lars in the '80s was pretty magnificent. 
he was he, he was, he I, was I good. I think the shit he was doing on Master and even like uh, right. but uh, they were right. better. They were still Injustice better. even. Injustice were, had some really good trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really were good. Still, he still overused the snare on that album too. Well, though, I but. think I think uh, the Bob Rock influence like the the it just changed him forever, and then he just became lazy because they got really rich. Yeah, he, he's lazy. <laughs> he's not Super lazy. But but I would say you know like. I, I would say definitely New Order. I mean, I could even go... I, I, I'd probably even go as far as saying, like, even... Well, I, I can only give one. I gave you shit for giving one. I was going to say... My other one would have been Defiance, Product of Society. Mm. Which is a good rare, rare pick, yeah. Yeah, a good rare absolutely. Pick. Another rep Not a lot of people know them. Yeah. And, uh, Especially yeah. that earlier you know album. It's, it's vocals. If you're... if Everybody and, likes that vocal style, the James Hetfield yeah. style. And it's and totally guys. fucking testament. Like, yeah. That album is totally like a testament. And again, of, yeah, a lot more jazzy. Yeah, and yeah. the drummer, the drummer's Better. way... Yeah, yeah. Like, who's the fucking drummer? The ba- This dude's in the wrong band. Like, that motherfucker's now playing for... Um, he, he's, he's in um, New York playing for... Um, Broadway. Mm. He's doing Broadway shit. So he yeah, was like probably, probably Broadway pays. Because he's know. well, he's nasty too. The dude yeah. was a jazz, he was a jazz drummer in high school. So um Insom- But yeah, those guys were great too. But Insomnia I, off that album I, I one would of my just, favorite metal um influence songs. Yeah. I mean horror influence songs. And I wanna I wanna honestly give one honorable mention just because before I forget, I wanna say Death Leprosy was like my second pick. Just because 80s, I think yeah, because yeah, I think that album is what really made death metal what it was. It formed death metal, mm-hmm. and it made it flowing like, into the nineties. Right. as it went into yeah, the early yeah, yeah. And, and I think that that album was very, very, very important in the death metal scene. But that's what I got there. That's All right, got. we're yeah. heading into the nineties. Just one last one. I'm surprised. Here we no go. One. Bad, bad pants. Uh, rain, rain, oh. rainbows, and fucking. That was more early two thousands, wasn't it? No, no. no early nineties, like they had yeah, like the tie dye rainbow shirts, and and then it was like, um, yeah, bleached. Bleached hair, uh, grunge. I think I, I think I, yeah, yeah, that's true. Real quick, I want to yeah. know what your honorable mention is. You don't have to explain it, but just I want to know. Not so much an honorable mention, but Venom. I know, like Black Metal yeah, yeah, Venom okay. was for a whole the whole other you know Black and Thrash and um, obviously the Black Metal genre. I got you. So that one there, yeah. I know we're not. I'm not a humongous Venom fan. No, but no, but they were very influential. They I were. Got I got you. Okay, shout, back out, 90s, shout out to Jeremy Kling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, '90s. Kevin, why don't you start 90s off? I don't think you've started one off yet. Uh, you got it? If not, I'll, we can go. No, I, I do have it. It's I mean, for me, it's just the album that sticks out, man. It's I give all the credit to Doug, but dude, fucking Sound of Perseverance from Death. That album changed in the 90s when there was a load of shit. Yeah, I could have picked... I could have easily have picked Rust in Peace from Megadeth. That's what I thought you were going to go with. But, but I didn't for the very reason of that record for me personally changed my outlook on metal it got me back it it, it it helped me think about metal in a different way i started to listen to a lot more early death metal because of it i started to listen to more progressive metal it that album's the reason why i listen to opeth and i'm the biggest opeth cunt because <laughs> because of sound of perseverance i was like what the fuck is this i didn't know that you could have all of these odd time signatures come back for great melody mm-hmm. have great choruses and oh by the way um, just like the priest fucking elements that they they took, you know, uh, just amazing. Yeah, I could even go with priest, you know, for painkiller. Do painkiller? I could easily go with that, but it's got painkiller on there. So for I mean, and Chuck did a very good job at singing painkiller. I thought he did. So too. And they they chose different leads on that too. There's some different guitar parts 
And I think they just nailed it. They kind of just they made just their own. They just did just such enough. a beautiful job with mm-hmm. that record. And and then it got us into the whole Travis Smith artwork, and I love the artwork. Um, so, yeah, that's it. That's That, for me, that defined – I, I kind of came out of my shithole – shell that i was stuck in in the 90s especially in the late 90s there was there was i mean i, mean, I was gonna say three dollar billy all from limp Bizkit <laughs> is a defining moment but you know shit you got mine nah. <laughs> <laughs> way to blow my nut kevin god damn it corn's first record was good though i, I yeah. did enjoy that i still enjoy that I actually listen to that the other did day you but see it's not my the top five records in a national like in a world a poll on like kerrang or one of those fucking sites they did the top five influential metal albums of all time number one was obviously black sabbath mm-hmm it was corn. Yeah, not surprised. And it's yeah, dude, but it was like amazing to see the top five records still that really like corn. Random well, I mean, they're, ass, they're huge. They changed. They're they're the reason why we got shitty fucking metal riffs for a couple of decades. We had some shitty bands, dude. Oh it was, yeah, it was, for, it was a good ten year span. Yeah. It was their maybe fault. seven year span. That Think was about really it. Bad. When Corn's first record came out, everyone after that wanted to do that stupid wah 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 wah. Yeah, and and I, I hate to say it, even though I'm not the biggest fan, but I do like their first three albums a whole lot. I think Lamb of God's what really helped. Bring it back in. Fuck yeah! Yeah, I think Lamb of God really, really. I think if it wasn't, they played a lot on Testament riffs, but they just kind of made it their own. Lamb of God is an amazing band, and they're super talented dudes. They're super talented dudes. Yeah, I like them. I think they're an okay band. Is that your pick? No, No. Lamb of God came out like the more the two thousands, two thousands. Yeah. American Golf might have came out in 99. It might have been no, yeah, two thousand. It was around the cusp. Burn the Priest was in the nineties. Yeah, that was the nineties. So everyone's probably gonna think. Then I'm going to choose Dissection, Storm of the Lights. Actually, that was what I was going with, yeah. Wow, I didn't. Which, yeah, I'm choosing but, that. Oh, but, okay. <laughs> but secondly is going to be uh, Heartwork, Carcass. Really? Great, yeah. great record. Didn't think, never pictured you? For the 90s, man, it was just... Forgot, I didn't even think about that record. That's a great record. Heartwork changed mel- the, the course of Melodeth. Yeah. Are you I getting think... paid right now? From Carcass? Well, you don't yeah. like that album? No, it's a good album, but for the early '90s, I mean, I just think the it, '90s. I think it's one of the best albums ever made. I mean, it really did like spawn metal, metal, metal death, mellow, melodic death, melodic metal. death metal. Really? Oh, absolutely. So? Oh, yeah, it was the biggest one of the biggest sparks. It, it, I Not think. in flames. That was that flames was, was a little later, wasn't it? No, I thought that was like '95 in flames. Hard uh, work still, was '95. We're in the '90s. Oh, is it? We're in the '90s. Doesn't matter. Not saying I just I'm just saying I think Carcass was like the first. Are you sure it was '93? Like I think so. Artwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it might have been. Popeye, was... what's your opinion? <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, but anyway, what's what you could go more into your reasoning? I just uh, I, I just up. think it's it's um especially to see what Carcass had kind of done years before and then to put out. I don't say it's their black album, but it's that one of those albums that they just they found their sound and they went with it. They oh, perfected it. And it's just a very influential album. No shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. It came out in '93. So when did um the absence would probably what did like Lunar Strain and it, it was like, later than that, like '95, '90. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Everybody so. came. Everybody in Sweden put out an album in '94, '95. <laughs> like uh, in Slaughter of the Souls, another one you could say, but that came out in '95. Opeth, yeah. Opeth Orchid came out in '95. Yeah. It's funny I didn't say Opeth for my '90s pick. I know. Yeah. I, you know what I, I would have gone but with? But it was something that led into it, though. You know what I would have gone yeah. with? I would have gone with Still Life '99. Because that that changed metal, going into '99. That was the, that record is untouched going into the 2000s. That's but true. but I mean, for me, definitive was sound. So I'm gonna go with dissection as well. That's again my real pick, just because I think that opened up the door for me. Um, so ultimately, it's dissection. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You only get um, one pick, Doug. It's dissection. Not multiple course, flavors. That, that's my favorite album cover, favorite album, favorite song. Everything's pretty much on that album. 
But it just opened the door for me when I was young um, into black metal and death metal, really. It's like one of those albums that... And Satanism. And Satanism, mm-hmm. yeah. Dark. Hail the Dark Lord. Hail the Dark Lord. So for me, I, uh, I I was really conflicted on this. Because the 90s is basically where we all came up in music. There was yeah. a lot of really good albums that fucking came out in the 90s. Uh, you know, like, I could go Honestly Cowboys from Hell from Pantera if I wanted Ooh, to. Yeah. Because I love that record, man. I, I can go, you know, f- honestly for me in the 90s, but it, it doesn't... You know, do well like Fear Factor, Demanufacture. I love that record mm-hmm. way back in the day. But for me today, it doesn't really do much for me. Seven does so, self-titled. Anyone? No. I, I liked it. I liked it. But look, <laughs> I'm gonna go with an album. It, I don't know if it's necessarily even a metal record, but it was a heavy record. So I'm gonna go with it, and it's still probably my favorite album of all time to this day. I still listen to it all the fucking time, and it's Life of Agony. River runs red. Good pick, man. Is my absolute favorite. It it might be my favorite album of all time. I think growing up as a teenager, and and the album's basically a a concept record about like a teenager with a bad home life, and you know he kills himself at the end. And and but like the songs bring you through like these depression. Spoiler alert. Whatever. Uh, Again, it only came out in 1994. (laughs) But but uh, you know this. it just goes through the waves. It shows why he's depressed. That every song's got a story, and I could I could actually relate a lot to those songs at the time. Now, did I foresee myself relating to it when I'm 40 years old? No, but it's amazing. I still do. But what well, an amazing album! Yeah, and I love the art cover. Uh, and they've you know, never, they've never been able to top that. They, they never even came close. No, not even never. Close. I mean, I like even a though they're songs. doing a sequel now. Yeah, it's not going to come close. It's gonna, I already heard one song, and I'm never going to listen to it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they will never be able to top that. No, and the thing is, if you do go see them live now, uh, the, the singer is now a female. She uh, looks fucking amazing and uh but they still play pretty much every song off that record anyway so you're gonna see that record so like if you go see them live it's actually a fantastic experience but i still need to I, they keep evading me as well yeah that record man is just i don't know dude i remember great, i was actually great, great choice, jamming Marco. it jamming it on the way back from like kettlehead one day and yeah. yeah i think there's actually a video <laughs> a, a, one of our first vintage burn uh videos. live videos was us in the car yeah so again, not necessarily, I guess, a metal record, but a heavy record, and definitely they're 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 considered more a hardcore band. I don't think they're even really a hardcore band, but uh, that's it for me, man. And uh, it's one of those records. No matter what your genre was, that, that seems like a good common album. I know mm-hmm. black metal dudes that love it. I know punks that love yeah. it. I know you know it's just a. And dissection was actually a top three pick for me. Uh, that was in there, and uh, what was my other one? I had another one. No, oh, at the heart of winter, immortal. Okay, it was also another really uh, big one for me. So I'm gonna go though with uh, life of agony. Nice. Great choice. So now, that brings us to the 2000s. Sure. What do you got? Kev? I want to go last on this one. That's fine. Um, you got to remember what I picked. <laughs> I forgot my notes. <laughs> fuck, the 2000s. You want me to go first? So are we talking like... I mean, oh, I remember my From 2000 to yeah. 2010. That's it? Just 10 years? Not The 2010s, yeah. Not up to the 20s, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, for me, that's an easy one. I would have to say uh, Watershed from Opeth. There you go. I okay. knew Opeth would be eventually. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, Opeth didn't put out an album in every it just, decade. It's just because of their... Keep it short, Kevin. Yeah. Because <laughs> Kevin can talk about Opeth So we're like going to dissect hours. the album. It starts with Coil. Okay, the opening track. There's a few reasons. We're going to break down each riff of each song on this album. I'd like to talk about the arpeggios and the ability for them to use string skipping. No, it's just, uh, I mean, overall, man, they got, you know, it was the first record with Freddie and um, they picked up Axe from Bloodbath and they just crushed it. They did a really good mix of everything. You can't define the record. It's metal. It's acoustic. It's fucking prog rock. It's, it's just got a lot of great shit on it. 
and it was just a breakthrough album for me to get again into other stuff it's like i went from death sound perseverance to watershed and it it, it just kind of helped me um so yeah that's pretty much it and travis smith's artwork it's cool it's a cool live photo of a dude sitting at a desk and it's got dark shades of black and green and it's it's just a dark dark record yeah, for me uh it was up to two records I, I mean like i just came off really like being really in a hardcore like in the early 2000s and i started kind of rediscovering and uh one of the albums that really helped me rediscover it was creator uh violent revolution oh okay uh not not necessarily my favorite record but it really got me into metal again uh but my pick honestly uh it re re-emerged me in a death metal like hardcore was uh dying fetus oh destroy the opposition okay fucking brutality slams fucking conscious lyrics uh even though the band's name is dying fetus yeah uh really like political really like in your face shit man um it just it really re-inspired me to listen to stuff that i listened to in the past like suffocation it opened the door to even more stuff like beads of flesh mm-hmm. you know and i kept going and going and going and now i'm like the biggest death metal head Oh, one of the biggest death metal meds I know, you know, like, or I know, like, but you, you know, Kevin says it all the time. It's my shit, the death yeah. metal. Yeah. And, um, man, Dying Fetus, that, that album alone, even that, that album cover with, uh, Uncle Sam on it, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the you fucking, know what I'm talking about, all the yeah. bullshit around it. Yeah. Man, it's just a fucking, like, very powerful record. And, uh, the drumming, it was revolutionary. Uh, I think it was Kevin Talley was the drummer on that record. One of the best, you know, death metal drummers out there. Uh, fucking, that's it, man. I, I just said, I love that record, man. It really reinvigorated my, my love yeah. for the metal. That's why, we're, you know, mm-hmm. it's cause I've actually been meaning to kind of revisit them. Some of those older records. Yeah. Now uh, that and killing of... on adrenaline. Those yeah. two, man, I, I can listen to those all day. All right. So I got technically two, but one of them, one of them, I think you're all going to agree with. So that's not going to be my real Him one. Him and his two. Yeah. Kill Switch no. Engage Alive are just brilliant. Oh, that's a great record, man. That's a top five. I did not expect that out of your mouth i know it's a great record though it was can you a, say that again you heard nope you, you can rewind and listen to it later somewhere paul bianchi's going i i told them i told them it was you me. know it's it's um i remember seeing them at like metal hardcore fest the second one yeah, like I, I 10 just, years before he I, got i into saw him at bill's bar with 10 people watching them. yeah you know like i mean they were they were yeah. like you're not wrong metal they hardcore, changed when i say metal and hardcore festival i mean they, they played at like two in the afternoon they, no, no, i know you I know, know what i mean yeah, like they changed yeah. the face of um so metal they, forever since then it's never really yeah it's gone never back even it, the bands who like in flames were like had paved the way for them to do the, the mellow death sound. They incorporated hardcore into it, and then In Flames is like, we want to be like these guys. <laughs> and super and super <laughs> religious all... lyrics. Yeah, I mean super religious. Yeah, because he was, and I don't, yeah. I don't know if he's Who, J- Jesse. Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that, that album is so. I think he's a really vegan. Listen to I think the he's record, a vegan yeah. now. That just throws everything else. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's that's vegans. also why Doug picked it. <laughs> yeah, now which uh, that's also why I picked Howard too. Uh, yeah. Jeff Walker. What's your main record though? Um. That's not the one. It's going to be another vegan um, creator, Enemy of God. Okay. That's a great uh, record. That was, 2006. Again, that, that really fucking... That was on my like, tops. There is... I thought Thrash was dying out. Like, Warbringer... I don't... I think they had, had demo out at the time. But fucking Enemy of God came out, and I'm like, there's hope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's is coming Millie, from a vegan, a vegan from Germany. Millie's a vegan. Oh, you vegans. Another are... one that I considered heavily was Overkill uh, Iron Oh, you vegans are fake metal. That's 2012. Oh, That's, you're not hardcore. Pick. Okay. You're not so, hardcore, you eat plant-based so items. Finish your thought, go right into the 2010s. Yeah. Just so since my, you already spoiled it. My, mine's Ironbound. That was such a... Of course I had two. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what was your second one first? What about Heathen? 
Heathen. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, Evolution of Chaos. Yeah, I yeah. think those two were Great amazing. Like, uh, comeback, I would say, for for Heathen, then Return to Form for, for Overkill. But those albums were just like, I'm like, wow. Ten years later, after Enemy of God came out, and all of a sudden these came out, it's like, wow, there's still hope, you know? Mm-hmm. So... All right, uh, so for me, I had a hard time uh, picking my 2010s because, you know, it was between two records. Uh, one was kind of old, and it is what I know, you know, so I, I like that one. But the one that I really was conflicted with was one that's kind of different, which was Rivers and Isle, Where Owls Know My Name. Oh. Uh, I love that record. Good I, record, I man. listen to that record all the time. Uh, ultimately, wasn't my, my pick. It had, you know, good use of... Uh, saxophone and fuck yeah man I, and, uh, you're the one who got me I, that is a really really good record it is and, I, and, and I it's hope, different I hope they continue down that path me too me too just doing something completely different but my so pick good. my pick my actual pick I went with something I know and something that very familiar to me was Carcass Surgical Steel ah uh, it's probably my probably their best record honestly uh, that and Heartwork I really debate those two records uh, I, I really believe that Surgical Steel might be their best record. I mean, a little, you know, their lyrical co- content on the record's a little, you know... Uh, it's a lot of vegan type stuff. Yeah, yeah, it, it's kind of cringy at times, but, like, musically, it's just carcass, man. And it just, I can put that record on, and, you know, lyrics aside, I can just listen to it and jam out that whole thing. And just No animals were hurt in the making of this podcast. And, Kevin, the final, final pick. What do you got? No, I already... I already gave mine. The 2010s? Oh, over. Now we're going 2010 to 2020? Yeah. Yeah, five decades. That was man. the whole thing. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What was the last Opeth record? That one. That's the one. That's, that's my choice. <laughs> Behemoth the Satanist was also ah, another really good record. That's true, too. Yeah, the Satanist was killer. Damn. But everybody knows that record. Yeah. Um. Okay, so in the last 10 years. Fuck. That's a hard. It's hard. Sumerlands? No, I've been. Champion? Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, Those like runners up. He's no, like, you I know can what? Think of this I'm gonna. Right away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to give it up to uh, my boys in Idle Hands. I've been listening yeah. to that record like crazy. There you go. Yeah. All right. I know a lot of you guys don't like that record. I, I just have to. Like, listen I only to like it. half of it. I like three songs. No, Actually, I it definitely grew up. I, have, I haven't listened to it. I'd Dude, be honest. Nightfall. I, I mean, they they just just if you're suicidal in any way, shape, or form, do not just, listen to it. Okay. Yeah. You will, there's a song he's. What's the one he's talking about killing himself the whole time? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh my god, it's like every lyric is... Uh... Really? Oh, yeah, we'll listen to it after. Let... It, it's hard because I, I enjoy their EP a lot, which still came out within the last decade, but, um, so between the, their EP... What if I should die? Yeah. Something about song, how are you yeah. going to feel about living life without me? Yeah. What if I should die? And then I think he actually says we're in suicide. I should die. Yeah, suicide. 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 Yeah. A great uh, anyway, song, don't get me wrong. Uh, it's very catchy. I, what I love about them is they're they're not original. There's no such thing as originality anymore, but they mix they somehow managed to mix Maiden Priest sounding melody with the Smiths, Sisters of Mercy, like eighties pop stuff, and um, a little bit of the misfits and uh, Ramones and it's just a fucking great they can play at any venue and open for anyone they are op- They opened for King Diamond in North America and now they're going to open up for fucking uh, Gate Creeper and um, who's playing with uh, they're, they're coming up soon in April 
It's another it's another death metal band, but they're playing with the death metal bands, and I'm like that's fucking so Idle Hands. Creep, yeah, right? dude, I'm like Idle Hands is opening for. They're another band, dude. That's actually the dudes from Gate Creeper, and um, they're they're in two other bands. There's two bands. It's Gate. It's dude. The dudes in Gate Creeper and that band, and they're in Spirit of Drift. That's what it is, which oh, is Spirit more like Drift. Iron Maiden sounding. But both bands are ki- killing it. But yeah, my picks: Idle Hands. Check them out. Uh, they're just a good, solid band. It's like that music, like. It's the metal that you want to pop on if you're having a party and you want to please everyone. Mm-hmm. Hands down, you will please everybody with that. Or when you're 15 and you're trying to bang another 15-year-old, you pop it on a party and make up true. to it. It's true. Anyway, guys, check out some of these records, man. I think we uh, had some solid picks in there. I gotta check out that Idle Head Hands record myself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to pop a song on gotta, right he's now. He's gonna pop yeah. it on. Do, do the the I'm one I was just talking about. But man, double thanks. negative, I think it is. is it double negative, negative. Yeah. dude. Yeah, good call. One yeah, more time. Merry uh, Christmas or whatever. Happy birthday to metal. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm, I'm tired. He's one beer in. He's one just, beer in. We've been recording for three hours. Lies. Yeah, He's telling lies. Well, we did the movie right before. But yeah, anyway. Merry uh, Christmas. Happy New Year. And whatever. Happy to, birthday to metal. Yeah. And right. uh, thank you for joining <laughs> We just lit five candles on our... Well, on that note, I'm Kev. Marco. <laughs> and Doug. See ya. <laughs> Thank you.